You're listening to ORU Kristen 2, the podcast where two Kristens talk about all things BTS. Let's get into it. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Someone should string together all of your intros and you can see like she started off as just a little pup scared to talk. And now she's adding vibrato to every syllable. I'm dead. You know, somebody said to me that one of my friends is listening to the pod and they were like, oh, I love, and we've heard this a lot, actually, that like more you get into the episodes, people are like, oh, I love that I can hear your laughter. And I'm like, trust me, we do too, because it was all quiet on the Oh my God, front. I forgot about that. You know, I got, um, someone tweeted at us and was like, hey, I like, I just listened to the first episode. And part of me really clenched at that because I forget. <laughs> the pilot, you know, it's never as strong as a series. You got to get That's right. It's like the Gilmore Girls pilot. You just got to keep watching. Parks and know? Rec. It was just not the first season. The whole was just not it. But, you know, if we, anyone listening is a Gilmore Girls girly, let me know. Please tweet me. Please DM me. Not, not Pip. Just me. And let me I know. Like Gilmore so that- Girls. I'm just like, what? Girly. But I've seen all the episodes. <laughs> okay, wait. Speaking of girlies. <laughs> We're not even into the first I segment. Know. I know. But I, I, everyone listening, I did not text this to Pip so that I could reveal it live. Oh my okay. God. So speaking of girlies, you know the, the whole thing about Lord of the Rings girlies you're mm-hmm. one everyone's one i'm not one like don't worry my friend janae I, is also not one so you guys can great okay janae i'll see you at i was gonna say ptdla it's not ptdla i'll see you at yungi <laughs> and we can talk about not lord of the rings but it's this whole thing right and then of course pip's freaking like tiktok about lord of the rings blows up and like whatever so i am dead because who posted about being a lord of the rings girly in the last couple of days, multiple times, Paul. <laughs> I took screenshots. <laughs> I took screenshots and I couldn't send them to you God because I was like, it. first of all, speaking of Paul, hi, Paul. But I have <laughs> screenshots for you because I was like, you're lying to me i'm sending them to you right now i'm texting you well we know he's literally like like, this was all over his page (laughs) it's the word ting for me (laughs) oh my god i was like lftr is a personal ting from the block to the shire (laughs) not the block to the Can someone someone please make me and Pip a shirt that says from the block to the Shire? Oh my God. Yes. So Paul is a Lord of the Rings girly. You know what? Paul Paul? is a Lord of the Rings girly. I get it. (laughs) He he posted a a picture of a hobbit hole. That's what that is, if you're wondering. That's an interesting name for something. Let's move it. Keep it moving. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. It's not great. <laughs> Could they have come up with something different? <laughs> it's like a hobbit hole. Like, what do they call actual hobbit holes then? <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to listen to this. Like, I don't know. And, uh, truly anything else. I'm 
Oh man. Oh okay. my god, we're gonna lose it this episode. I already so, know. <laughs> isn't it great that you can hear our laughs now? But I was gonna say people saying that they love that they could hear us laugh. We Pip. We are we are blessed. We are too blessed to be stressed because people really send us some really nice messages. Oh my god, the nicest messages. It means a lot. We've gotten some great DMs on Twitter. We've gotten some great um Spotify like reviews or like you can answer you can tell us like your thoughts on the episode on spotify if you're listening on there and some tiktok like comments dms all of those emails we've gotten those as well it just means a lot i just am so grateful that like we say this every time we talk about it but like the whole point was right to like create a fun community for people to talk Mm -hmm. about bts and i love that it's Mm -hmm. resonating with people and that people feel welcomed and part of this community that we're trying to build in our little corner of the fandom and so it makes me happy. in our own little corner in our own little little chair chair. (laughs) we can be whoever we want to (laughs) be We are no longer going to mention the thing that transitions us into the next segment because Pip's quite honestly done. Well, it's embarrassing. No, because this is what happens. I asked about the jingle on Instagram because I was like, ooh, I know people on there that like are not ARMY. They don't see this. And so I was like, oh, maybe I'll like reach out to some other friends that like do music and stuff. I just got trolled by everyone who... By people who yeah. like accept more than more than two people were saying. I'm not like one person trolled me. It was like first off, Alia trolled me, and immediately I was like, "Get out of my DMs!" <laughs> I was like, Alia away. is a troll, though. Like Alia trolls. Every- Alia is a troll. My so friend Andrea expect? too. My friend Michelle. I was like, "We get you know, it." Nobody wants. <laughs> the thing is, just, is, I like- say trolling because they saw. They know that I keep asking about it and they just think it's funny that yeah. no one's written me a jingle. And so you know what? As a good independent woman would, I'm just going to fucking do it myself. We're going to make it happen. But a couple of things before we transition into our first segment. We have craziness coming up. It's the end of April. Also, we're recording for the first time in the evening. So I don't know. I don't know how our energy is going to be. Actually, I we're already we're already kind of chaos. So the reason why we're recording right uh, on, you know, not our usual schedule is because Pip has a big trip coming up. She leaves tomorrow. Super mm-hmm. exciting. And then mm-hmm. we go into the chaos of the Yungi tour and Pip, you're going to be coming here for some fun times. So our next episode after this one will be, we did a really super fun episode with coworker John as the MC, and we did so we did some trivia and we had a blast it was so fun so so shout out to anyone who sent in questions for us because that was super fun so that's what's coming up next and then after that will be a super special episode where pip and i will be recording together in the same room because we'll both be here in la for yungi it's kind of crazy so there's a lot coming up there's a lot coming up. Okay, let's get into it. It's time for the first segment of the Ori Kristen 2 podcast. <clears throat> BTS group chat, where we get together and talk about all the things we love about BTS. Wow. That's <laughs> just... Yeah, you're right. It's gonna be a night. Like, it's gonna be a I just don't. Night. I just. I don't know how long you were prepping that. I could tell you were excited. You had your little eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want. 
I don't know if I should be like, great job. Or not. I'm going to throw up. Uh, like, it's like. Oh, man. That was good. That was really good. Add an air horn to that and we're in business. Oh, uh, oh I'm going to throw up. I'm low-key going to throw up, too. Um, I will say that there's so much happening. Um, Someone said, is this what it like? It feels like to be a multi? Because I don't think I have it in me to do it. Like I'm like, I, I couldn't know. do that. I'm like, no, I can barely up keep that up life. with these seven members. <laughs> like, That's right. Um, and and I feel like, you know, the biggest thing is in, oh, right. is a, is is our our Hobie, right? And I will say we got a lot of love on the last episode about Hobie and thank you. Thank you guys um, so much. We were it's so hard. I got to say it's so hard prepping for some of those cuz it's like yeah. how do you talk about someone that you had that that holds mm-hmm. multitudes within their mm-hmm. like career and their person. And it's like, how do you do it justice? And so it's always right. we the way we set it up, we think is the best way for at least you and I to talk about the things we love because yeah. we're not authorities on anything other than like our love for them. <laughs> so yeah. I'm glad, like you said, I'm so glad for the positive response to that episode yeah. because we love him. And it means we, a and, lot. And I think you put something out like we, you and I talk about this sometimes. Like it's kind of odd to talk about something that you feel so passionately about, but then need to package it up for like people to listen to. And and yeah, it, things you know, I I want to to believe that after we spend time recording that, that it comes across as um, genuine and that you know that you can feel our love for him. And that is the feedback that we got, which, and actually our friend Marissa gave like the best compliment after that episode. And it's that she wished that Hobie could have listened to it himself and just have heard how much we love him. So that being said, um, Hobie's enlistment date came and went. And with that, we get the photo and we get the bongtan bomb or episode or whatever where they go and they get to see him and that was so lovely and so sweet it was much less emotional in terms of like the majority of them were like it seemed Mm -hmm. like they were all like more prepared for this one i can't imagine like i just even as us fans like i'm thinking about as friends and family like i just couldn't fucking imagine like having to do this that like say goodbye to your friends like that you've been you spent the last 13 years together essentially 12 13 years so and then they couldn't show Jin, obviously, because of the rules. But, like, it was so cute. They all, their faces lit up. Oh, and they posted photos, Kristen. That was the thing. So, we're, obviously, we're going in fan chant order right now. And the reason why this is in the OT7 segment is because they posted, they posted the photo of the seven of them. We didn't know, rules-wise, we don't know, like, right. all the ins and outs, right? And the fact that Jin was there, we didn't know. Like, we did not know what if that was going to be a thing. And he was. And so we got an OT7 photo. And, 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 you know, in the future, we don't know if they can all be taking leave at the same time to come wish yeah. each other off. So, I, you know, I don't know when the next OT7 mm-hmm. photo is going to be. So it's like, oh, our sweet angels. It's very sweet. And I'm just glad that they got a moment to be together, the seven of them again, send Hobie off and to to speak on something a little lighter of course our profile king 
looked amazing with his buzz cut. Oh, this buzz cut? Yes. Were we worried? You know, it's like this guy looks incredible. Um, I was going to say, though, Kristen, that you just said, you know, seeing them all together. The other big shock this last week or the week before was that they randomly announced that mm-hmm. there's this there's an animated TV show that they're going to be doing the OST to. Right. And I was like, oh, OK. And I believe the <laughs> the article said it was supposed to be all seven because, you know, sometimes it could be like, oh, is it one or two sure. members? And it's just like packages BTS. But they make it seem like it's supposed to be all of them. And I'm like, OK, which, again, yeah. you can't work. From what I understand, the rule is with military if you do something before you leave that's mm-hmm. fine you just can't yeah, be like it could be released later yeah you can release it later it can't be personally being promoted by you but like right. the company can promote that stuff so that's really exciting i know i i it was like whoa like what what do you mean I didn't know how bad i missed the ot7 drop so then i was like even for this tv show i don't care right. i need it <laughs> And they've continued their, is it xylitol? Is that how you say I don't speak words. <laughs> um, they, they're still going to be doing that partnership. They extended that partnership. So we'll still see yeah. more stuff for the next year. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. You know? Right. Okay. Right. And, and, and with the way that this year has gone and how it's already end of April, like, come on, like that's almost halfway through the year. And then when we're almost halfway through the year, that means that the year is almost over and then it'll be 2024 and we can do this. And Jin's been gone for four months. Crazy. So it's like, you know, we got this. I didn't, it's fine, fine. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's going to be fine. It's fine. Um, And then I did want to bring this up to you, Kristen, was Mm -hmm. that um, this is like OT7-ish because as they do lives, we've talked about this before. As Last week Mm -hmm. we talked about all the reporting and stuff. And a lot of us were sending reports and like complaints to Weverse being like, do something Mm -hmm. about this mother effing comment section. Um, Mm -hmm. And so they did release a statement where they were like, Weverse was like, oh, we're going to take stronger preventative measures with the online harassment on Weverse. And I think that's great. Good. It's a good start. A great start. Now do it. <laughs> right. We'll take it. Speaking of OT7's biggest fan, Namju, uh, has a picture of them on his desk. <laughs> wow, we really tried. Oh, no. That was bad. But, you know, yeah. I Listen, the leader, June. What has been going on? I... I love this era that june's in right now where he's like posting on instagram sharing you know the delulu boyfriend version of himself and also telling us what he's listening to like i just feel like he's definitely up to something and definitely working on music and stuff and so when he's in this calmer state i feel like he tends to post on instagram more yeah and i'm here for it i also really love you made that comment about you know this era that he's in um he Mm -hmm. did that interview with soyun that like she did it she did like this whatever if you read that interview you guys it's so good but I think it's in this interview, guys. I've just, there's so many interviews. I think that it was this interview where he mentioned like a year ago, he just kind of like entered this, he's in this era with his life where he's just kind mm-hmm. of like exploring things and, mm-hmm. you know, with music and with himself. And like, I just really love seeing it. And I love seeing him happy. I love seeing him doing his thing. I love that we're not sure what's coming with him. And I think that's so fun because we know like, Oh, we know that like albums are coming for each member, but like June, we, 
he's already done his album and now we know he's working on music but like in what capacity we don't know so it's exciting right it is exciting and I feel like after so a year ago was PTD Vegas that was their last like you know performance of that kind kind of the last big OT7 thing before we started hearing about you know Hobie with Lollapalooza and just like everyone kind of you know jack-in-the-box all these things going into their own eras and maybe there is now I would never want to put you know words into anyone's mouth but it does it just kind of feels like maybe at that point June was able to focus on himself as Kim Nam June and what that artist right. wants and less of like the leader of BTS. Yes. Um, and, and I so, think he needed that. I truly think he needed it. Yeah. I mean, it's been 10, even more plus years of, of that needing to be at the forefront of his mind. So it's really cool to see him do all of these things that like, I don't know, even with lyrics, with everything like that. We've talked about this over the last few episodes that June is just like, June is Juning, you know? June is Juning. He's Nam Juning, you know? And we did see that uh, we there had been speculation on with D-Day coming out if someone would um, switch spots with Yoongi on Sutrata and be the host, right? Mm. And, you know, interview Yoongi. There was speculation that it would be Jin or Hobie. And it turns out it is neither. It's June. That's uh, so Another Yoongi app. I can't wait. I love yes. also the the trailer for or the teaser for he's like dancing yes. around and he's like this is my show now and it had yeah they changed the sign and in the subs they like made a comment that was like oh i'm doing this be- while you're on tour and i know that he's interviewing yungi for this but i wonder if he'll do anything else and so a lot of people just try to speculate like oh i wonder if he'll have more which is june and i'm like Ooh. i would love that because like they changed this they changed the name they're like it's a whole thing so i would really love that if while he was gone that he like did a couple episodes but either way this one with the two of them i could i could literally sit and listen to those two talk about Mm -hmm. music forever like their brains are so fascinating my namgi heart is squeezing i just love them so much i love those two music nerds i can't wait to see like what yungi reveals more about all the things i was gonna say though for those zodiac girlies or the astrology girlies um i was watching this one we were talking about sister signs and sister signs are the opposites and pisces and virgo Mm. are sister signs and that's the two of them and like my friend jessica she sent this video to me where they're talking about it and it's very much just like they're both different energies they mm. can either work really well together or it could be really bad but like it's so cool and i know if you believe it you believe it, you don't you don't but it's cool to see like the right. two of them this virgo and this pisces like and their energy together Ugh. i am obsessed with them what do you call not sister signs but when you have like the same sign is there a name for that twin sign come on you're an astrology girly there's no name i'm an astrology mm. novice Okay, well, I'm going to call it twin sign. And speaking of twin signs, I'm a Sagittarius and so is Jin. What has Jin been up to? Okay, we've seen him. We saw him come visit Hobie in the pictures and everything. But the two Weavers comments that like really just got me was one when Hobie was about to leave. And on the like picture of Jimin that Hobie posted, (laughs) Jin just went D1 heart. (laughs) Such a fucking troll. He is the ultimate troll. 
the ultimate I love troll. him so much. And I think he commented also on Jimin's post and was like, hey, Billboard number one artist, give me an album. Like, he's just... The fact that, like, that's enough for me. These little moments where we just, like, come in, it just makes my heart so happy. And he's still so much just, like... He's still so himself. And I, I have to say... People have been talking about him in the OT7 photo and how apparently four months of whatever Meteor. he's doing really, really can, really can bulk you. <laughs> really bulks you up. <laughs> just he's, a bit, just, yeah. He is just looking healthy and happy. And they all like were reacting to it too. They're like, oh my God, they love him. Um, I was going to say also, we didn't mention this before, but because we're going to talk about Yoongi's album in this episode, we're going to talk mm-hmm. about him later. So we're jumping from Jin to our dear, lovely Hobie, who we, you know, mentioned enlistment, sobbing, crying. And we did get the live where he came on live and said goodbye to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that hard. was really, that was sweet and hard. And we learned that Jin had been calling him and trying to prep him and... <laughs> That is just what that's such like brotherhood right there, you know, and Hobie just, you know, being like, I've been trying to prepare. I love him saying um, that he was like looking at what the cafeteria serves ahead of time. I tweeted and I was like, Hobie is the person who looks at the menu before going to the restaurant and knows exactly what they're going to I'm like, I got to know because it's going to take me two hours to make that decision. So I got to look it up ahead. And Uh, my toxic trait is that I won't even know what restaurant we're going to until I like need to enter it into my maps and I'm in the car. Yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) two different types of people. (laughs) Yes. You know, speaking of Sagittarius, my little sister's also a Sagittarius. Oh, my God. I knew I loved her. uh, She called me and was like mid episode of this last hobby one she's like okay i have to call you to tell you i'm loving the app this is like one of my favorite apps chelsea's bias i guess you would say has been jk that's like been her bias she called me she goes kristen do i not have a favorite anymore <laughs> she's like do i also love hobie and i'm like i you gotta i'm to like see it so she's like get her to slow. start saying bias instead of favorite and then we'll be somewhere <laughs> You can go take that up with her. She thinks she's so funny. She's like, I don't want to live by Army's rules. I want to live by my rules. And I'm like, I get that. That's like, I'm like, it's all the same, dude. Like, it's all the same. It's just respect, you know, but she'll get, she'll figure it out. But um, I love that Hobie's already wrecking her and she doesn't even know what that is. Hobie is definitely wrecking her. Um, She's loving it. So the last thing about Hobie just before we started this is I guess that like at Coachella, Becky G set, there was like a video pre-recorded video of Hobie saying he wished he could be there or whatever. And I'm like, oh. Oh my God, that is so sweet. He mentioned on his live that she had asked him and I love, I love just these little reveals. Like Hobie is like a kind of, it seems like he's like a nervous texter because he told her that he couldn't because he needed to, you know, he was going to go to the military, but then he started thinking that the translation wasn't right and that he didn't convey it in the right way. And so then he sent like a follow-up like text Aww. being like, here's, here's what I meant. It's so sweet. And Becky G, I love. That I shan't friendship. speak on her at all, but I just want to say, Becky G, we love you and men are trash. I love that there was this video of him at her set. And also, like, why is Coachella still happening right now? Like, Has it been going for four weeks? Like, what's going on? Is this Burning Man? I don't like, hello? Are we okay? 
But, you know, uh, anyways, we love Hobie. We love we that do. friendship. Speaking of friendships, Jimin, his Hobie's little angel, Jimin, they posted that photo mm-hmm. of the two of them together. And that was just so, so precious. And he went at the video and he came and just gave him a big hug. I'm just like, uh, I love Jimin and Hobie's friendship. They are so sweet um, to each other. It's been so sweet to see how they have continued to support each other through yeah. the years. Um, it seems like we're kind of at the end of Jimin's promo. Yeah. There hasn't been much more to report, um, but we got some new pics from the Tiffany campaign that's yeah. going on with him. Which was, he's stunning. Stunning, 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 stunning. Stunning. Um, no notes. No notes. And then we also got him and Yoongi doing promo-ish on Jaesook's show, which is called, please, if I get this wrong, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. don't, 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 don't. Anyway, they just, all it is, is they sit down and just talk. And Jaesook is like, if you guys don't know who that is, he's basically like the number one, like, variety show entertainer in the country there. Like, he's mm-hmm. huge. He's huge. Mm-hmm. And like, he's the most down to earth cool guy but he says and he does so much stuff there that he's like he liked this he likes the show because he was saying in the the, sh- the episode i watched like this show is kind of his like unwind for him like he gets just get right. they just get to sit there and talk and so jimin and yoongi got to sit down and just watching jimin be really shy but like yoongi be like really coy and funny and just like jimin wouldn't talk but he was sitting next to jay sook and he he kept at like stopping the conversation to ask jimin what he thought and it was just really mm-hmm. cute if you guys haven't watched it it is so fucking cute please watch it if you would recommend and then the last thing i wanted to ask this about jimin yeah a lot of people have wanted bts to be invited to the met gala and now mm. that several of the members of all the members of bts are like their ambassadors in some way uh people are wondering if any of them will be invited slash attend and it could be yes or no. They don't need to go, but it'd be cool for them if no. they wanted to. But Jimin is the Tiffany ambassador and Dior ambassador. Like, I'm just saying. Anything is possible, of course. I will say of any of the members, I would think that Jimin would be the most likely to attend. Um, the Met Gala is in early May. I could see it happening, especially because there's, you know, Dior and Tiffany both brands have been represented on the Met Gala carpet before. It would be wonderful to to see it, to see him or attend. any of the members to be honest. Any of the members for sure, like or, or multiple um I I could see it. I I just think he's in my mind the most likely, but it could be any of them. Speaking of fashion we are just our segues are just not on as we want them to be that you know what we think that you look past i had a good one into gin i did i liked that one i was it was a sad i had a good one with hobie and jim and his friends you know what we're we're doing okay (laughs) speaking of doing more than okay tay young not a ton to report here but we did get some uh weverse lives which by the way someone tweeted you you showed this to me calling them we lives why have we not why don't we call them that i know that's so easy it's a we live it's a we live tay did go live did you catch any of those pip i did catch randomly i was awake for the tanny one which i Mm. don't 
no, that was like the middle of the night. And somehow I was right. awake for that like two minute one. Um, and then I know he had one who was in his house and he had one in the car. But I will say I did catch mm-hmm. I was in a meeting when the car one was happening. And I was like, of course, I'm in a meeting mm-hmm. when this is happening. Mm-hmm. But um, I will say one of the best things about that to, to call back from earlier I think I tweeted this where it was like, I don't know what's worse. June saying you guys have changed or Tay being like, you guys need to change. (laughs) It's like, which was worse? Because he was like, he was like, I hate these comments. He's like, these comments are dumb. Get new material. I was like, oh my God. They're like fed up. And honestly, love that. JK has been doing that too, where he's like, stop asking me yeah. to go, tell, tell me to go to bed. So it's like, if you want to go to sleep, Same go to sleep. Yungi too. Yungi and his, yeah. you know, like the radio live. Yes. Like, he was like, don't start with me saying this, that, and the other, like, don't even start. And it's true. Honestly, like, I loved that. Imagine, you know, he's like, yeah. oh, don't say that Hive didn't spend money or da da da. He's like, knock that yeah. off. And I'm like, yeah, God, I love this era of them just speaking their fucking mind. Um, we did get a, a behind episode for the press conference for for Ginny's Kitchen, right? And so yes. it was just – it was cool to see him. I feel like we haven't, like, seen stuff about Tay much. Like, he's laying low right now. I think that show is either – the it's either this is the last episode today or there's, like, maybe mm-hmm. some little stuff coming. But oh, I'm the most sad because I love right. that show. It is the most gentle, lovely, fun, sh- just, like – chill relaxing show i forgot to mention this when he was live he played a song and it was an original song of course that's right that's right that's right he does this he drops songs here and there for me i'm like if he drops a song on twitter or you know plays it on live we're probably it's probably never gonna see the light of day again and he was like I might release this in 10 years. It was hilarious. But at the same time that that was happening, we were getting new photos, new Calvin Klein photos of Jungkook. And I was like on a, it was like a Tuesday morning, like way too early. I was like, what's, what's going on? Could they have like talked about this? I, we were being pulled in so many different directions. It was wonderful and frightening, honestly. Um, And to segue into JK, it's right. Speaking of wonderful and frightening, <laughs> way to bring it home. Uh, those photos, when Calvin no. Klein's like ready for round Nuh-uh. two, and I'm like, no, nope, I'm nope, not. Nope, nope, but nope, yes, nope, I nope. am. But yes, I am. These speak to me in a different way. Like we, we, it's giving full sleeve out grunge. Maybe it's because it's the black shirt like no jacket i don't know what it it's the poses like i love this era of jungkook he is so he flies to we didn't know where he was going but then it you know turns out that he's in la which also is a lot for it's just like it's It's weird to be in the same place as a member it just it's it does things to your psyche you're like breathing the same air as them it's just a lot and then it's confirmed he posts that he attended Coachella and he's like, I guess I am a celebrity because you recognized me even though I cut my bangs. <laughs> Speaking of that, I'm sending you this tweet that I saw. He's like, oh, I guess I am a celebrity. And it, the, the tweet says Jungkook really thought no one would recognize him. I opened the photo, not not two seconds. I was like, "That's there he is right there in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> He's like dead center. 
He's you like, can see his little ju- bangs. It's, it's like, in one forty four p as well. It's in one forty four p. It's like a, it's thousands of people in the crowd. The vantage point is from the stage, and you're looking out at the crowd, and you can't. No one's discernible in any way. But you open this right. photo and you zoom once, and he's right there. It's like you can't. Yeah. In in one forty four p. I do hope, I will say, like, if you are new to the fandom or don't quite know, if you see him out in the wild, they're not on a keep schedule. Keep it to your that, fucking you know, self. Keep, keep it to yourself. Like, you know, just don't don't post about it. That can be dangerous for the artist, yes. for you, everything like that. I would just say, like, as a fan, as a member of ARMY, if you end up seeing any member of BTS in any capacity in the wild what what a lucky person you are and like let's keep that to yourself but you bringing up safety is always a really good point I'm glad that he went to Coachella and that he's living his best life and that Um, he's in the studio apparently like yes there were posts about him being in the studio like I there's no official thing that we knew of why he was in LA probably filming stuff he's in the studio we might get something from him and when Tay and JK dropped those albums in Q3 and Q4 I can't wait (laughs) and I can't wait to be wrong I mean I I said it (laughs) I've said it before. I want to be incorrect. So that's what's going on with the members. (laughs) And now we need to segue into yours and my... Wait, should I turn it into a song? No, I'm not going to do that. I wanted a song because I gave a song for the BTS group chat. And Kristen was like, not committed to the bit. And that's fine. It's time for your favorite segment. And that's Numbers with Pip. Hey! Oh my god, I danced to the it. whole thing. <laughs> I love it. Um, oh my god. Okay, this is going to be a quick numbers with Pip. I, like I, you know, I'm just going to get to some really just high level fun things. But I do want to say before I jump in, last time we spoke, we talked mm-hmm. about Billboard. And there's been a lot yes. of stuff that's been going on in the billboard world or whatever so i'm not gonna go too much into it but there is just a lot of discrepancies and that's the big one that Mm. i think you'll see the problem is is we don't really know exactly what the the truth is It, it, it appeared that there were streams that were i mean that were sales that were all of a sudden disappeared week two like we had 14,000 sales mm-hmm. with like we know after tracking that for like crazy we had more than that so essentially what it seems is that people were doing a lot of digging and looking at like old numbers and old other artists and just kind of seeing what the rule change could have been billboard was not up front with that information in fact billboard wasn't even the one who announced it it was just like other source that reports numbers and back in October of 2021 um, that Mm. basically was just like the rule change is coming where it was one purchase for digital sales and it seems now that it's just lifetime purchase so you can't in the next tracking week they're not going to track your sale is what it seems so that Mm. is still being figured out and that is caused a lot of frustration rightfully so and Mm -hmm. again we don't purchase these songs just so bts can be on billboard a lot of those things happen because of like trying to fight against the industry and giving them a voice and when they're in the room like you know giving them a voice in the room Mm. that they're not being allowed into you know and i think that's a really big part of billboard that people don't realize it's not just for those wins but it's also for opportunity so i think that's really important especially as asian artists especially as foreign from the U.S. So 
Shout out to all the people who have been researching that information. I also saw that Post Malone's dad had retweeted something about Spotify's counts for like crazy. And I thought that was incredible. Good old Posty. And like, I don't want to downplay. I really think it's important. I don't want to downplay what's happening because I know people, there are people that are really frustrated and I think that's true. There's just, we don't know the truth. It just appears, um, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say nefarious. That seems very awful but i think that people need to understand not people there's but the some industry. sus things happening sus, that's the thing it's very sus it's sus and it's a little yeah. frustrating because it's like you on one hand you're like oh is it right for the fans to be buying all this music and i'm like sure you could ask that but on the other hand a it's the rule we're following the rules and b is it right for the labels to be to manipulating radio stations to be mm-hmm. manipulating native radio stations and using influence in that way absolutely not because that's not tracking true popularity of these charts and this is one of the many reasons why i don't care for billboard so that is one of those things because another thing that ended up happening well, ultimately, it seems without radio, we don't have longevity, which we already knew. Um, so week one is essentially the big push for a lot of these things. And then people right. part two, a lot of people were really shocked because people part two did not um, debut on the Hot 100. And that made no sense based off of the sales and things like that. And so a lot of people were like, what happened there? Something feels off. I know we streamed it. It should have at least gotten somewhere in the like... Even if it was like between 50 and 100, they were just really confused. And it's like, did right. they, did Billboard pull those sales from the like, because of the first week they were pre, pre-ordering with like crazy and like uh, people part two. So we're like, what happened with the sales? So anyway, it's all a big mess. It's all really stupid. But at the end of the day, what matters is that you're enjoying the music, that they know that you're enjoying the music, that BTS knows that you love the music and that you're having a good time with it and that you're streaming for mm-hmm. you and for BTS. And mm-hmm. the boys understand the charts. They understand mm-hmm. this rule. This is this is not brand new to them. They get it. So if that starts to like cloud your frustration with your enjoying comebacks, just focus on the music and have a good time. But I thought I'd bring up that little update because I brought it up last time. And after yes. this, I don't want to talk for the about follow up. I don't want to fucking talk about Billboard anymore. So um, right. I'm going to talk about D Day numbers later, but I'll just do a really yes. quick one. Some of the numbers that I didn't talk about last time, which is Face, had their first week. So their sales after the first week of sales was 1.4 million copies sold. And I think their mm. first day was like 1.02. Um, on Spotify, Jungkook became the fastest case soloist to surpass 1 billion streams across all of the Spotify credits. Map of the Soul 7 has surpassed 5 billion streams on Spotify. Also, stream respect. Rum BTS is now the <laughs> most... <laughs> it's just wild to me. It's like the album surpassed 5 billion streams and you can't get fucking respect past the... Anyway. Run BTS is now the most streamed track off of Proof on Spotify, surpassing Yet to Come, which isn't surprising in that like everybody loves Run BTS. Uh, This one was for you, Kristen. Zero O'Clock has surpassed 200 million streams on Spotify. My baby. Um, Billboard numbers, Jimin joined BTS as the only Korean acts to reach number one on Billboard Hot 100. <laughs> That's very sexy. <laughs> That's sexy. Um, like Crazy spent a third consecutive week on the top 10 of Billboard's Global 200 and the Global Excluding U.S. charts. And that was at 10 and number eight. Japan, mm. again, we know Japan loves Dynamite. Dynamite has surpassed 700 million streams on Oricon, their first foreign song and the second song overall to achieve that there. So great numbers we love it also it's been four years with persona i think boy with love 
Yeah, it has. Which means it has been four years with which Persona. Which means that I that's my four year army anniversary. Doesn't feel oh, real. Pretty wild. We love that. I know we're gonna get more numbers from you in our next segment, but for your first part, thank you for always shedding light on the numbers and what they mean and kind of how we should feel. You know, it's hard to not feel down about some stuff, and it's okay as an army. To feel down about some things and great about other things, you know, like and it's okay to feel and, frustrated and angry. Right. I totally. I don't want to admit because that's why I say like, this. This is fucking stupid. It's fucking dumb and it's fucking frustrating. It is. But like you said, and we both said. But at the like, same time, you can only give that so much energy. Right. Right. Like, and also we just love BTS. We love supporting them. So if Billboard's gonna fuck with us, then we'll it is what them. it is. <laughs> <clears throat> we'll fuck with them right back. Okay, we have made it to the main segment of our podcast. You can probably tell from the name that it is time for us to talk about D-Day. Can you even fucking believe it? You already know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, We're going to be talking about all things D-Day. But before we get into that, we want to talk about what Yungi's been up to since it really has basically been all to do with D-Day. So first off, we had the last episode of Sutrata with TXT. Were you they able were to tune drunk. into that one? It was called Good Boy Gone Bed. Because <laughs> he was like fucking passing out. I loved that. I'm I was bad. like, I would. wouldn't you love to get so like shit-faced with Yugi? That's Girl, the there's a lot of, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes. answer your question, Yes. <laughs> She started and ended so I could see you starting and ending so many sentences without doing that. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. So yes, the answer is yes. That was cute. And then he's been doing a lot of D-Day promo. We've seen a bunch of stuff on Disney Plus where he's done a bunch of interviews. Check those out. The Marie Claire. That's been one. The photos, Kristen. The photos. Like you, it's so crazy because you see this like the D-Day photos drop right, and that is like. Not to be believed. I mean, we can't. But the contrast, but the contrast between the D-Day photos and the Marie Claire photos, like the softness, the the angelic, just beauty. And then like you have this like rough around the edges and like wet hair and the like. You can really do both. Por que no los dos? (laughs) Exactly. We don't have to choose. It's been a lot. But we also, big switch was we also got IU's palette where Yoongi and her yes. talked about. So if you guys haven't watched that, please do. He's there trying to get it to things. 10 million. Yes. Yes. He wants, he's, <laughs> Yoongi's favorite se- segment of our podcast would be numbers with Pip. Um, he's <laughs> like the most, he's like the most your, uh, any of your episodes have is like, 8.5 million and that's Hobie's episode and he's like so we got to get this episode to 10 million so everyone make sure that you go and watch the I use palette with Yoongi I'm going to reference it a couple of times in our album discussion because they mm. do they talk a lot about D-Day on that um, yeah. and it's something that we have already I know there's a lot of promo to come and we'll get more info but it was so cute I, I love like so artists good. interviewing artists that type of thing so fun and our first live performance of people not just people yeah. part two, but people. Yes, people. The man was singing. 
don't talk to the me about man was because if we're gonna singing. talk about Yingy singing he said i'm plugged in give me acoustic i have mic control i'm living my best it's sexy bro and i haven't had time to watch it because it had dropped not 24 hours less than 24 hours ago but the documentary the road to d-day is finally up i've seen yes. some clips on the tl i've seen some things popping up and i cannot wait yes. to watch it there's some live performances that he does i'm mm -hmm. just so excited well this is a good time for me to bring up that we are currently recording this episode of the podcast less than 24 hours after d-day dropped mm. um and it's when we could you know fit in another episode recording we thought it would be really exciting to talk about d-day but with that comes the fact that we haven't had time for a lot of the promo to drop we yeah. haven't watched the road to d-day so this discussion this segment is going to be our initial thoughts things that we know um, right now but in the way that we like have so much information on our other album discussions like oh are you late to that type of thing a lot of things get revealed in like interviews or mm -hmm. i i'm hoping he does a, a weverse live about the album yeah we still haven't got um, a weverse live right and so he's traveling with, so yeah he's know. traveling so with all of that like comes a lot of information that we you know we have not received so yeah. this episode will be initial thoughts all of that that we can talk about literally 22 hours after the album came out and it won't be a lot of the um the intricate things that we'll find out later on so that being yes. said but like he also did reveal a lot in the disney plus interviews so we do have some really cool like things to reference and so i'm just excited for what's to come last thing though is just like if you guys want there's going to be some apple radio shows i believe that there's going to be five episodes he's already done mm -hmm. the first one there have been mm -hmm. some amazing translators out there who are translating a transcript for you that you can find on twitter thank yes. you to those translators thank you to the translators always as always but you should go listen to these as these drop i think one's happening on the this is kst time but it's the 24th the first the 8th and the 15th so it's so awesome so i'm excited for more of those to drop um and i'm kind of like tingly right now i'm like in my little chair living my best life because it's nigh we're about to talk about this crazy album before we get into everything d-day pip can you hit us with some numbers for d-day i know like yeah. you said it just came out but still we don't have a ton but we have a few right. um so what i know this just dropped this morning or this afternoon was that mm. d-day sold 1.07 million copies so far this was before the first 24 hours was over mm. but already in its first day Damn. and that's the highest for a first sale for a soloist uh, for solos in the charts history and jimin and yungi are the only two to hold that record of over a million so love sexy. that that's very sexy of them um spotify august sees people part two debuted with 4.6 streams on the spotify counter youtube um Hagum, music video i know at the time that i wrote this has surpassed 10 million views on youtube and was trending number one in the u.s um people part two did debut although it did not debut on the hot 100 it did debut on other charts the global 200 at number 24 the one excluding the u.s at number 16. it was at bubbling under hot 100 at number five it it was the rap digital song sales number one words digital song sales i believe number one and u.s digital song sales number one 
wild that it didn't end up on the Hot 100 for being a number one song. But anyway, we're not going to talk about it. It's very interesting. William Board. Um, And then iTunes. I know that People Part 2 did hit number one. I haven't. We're still on the first day, so I haven't seen Hagum hit number one yet. I did see it at its highest it was at number two, so I don't know if that'll change post this episode coming out, but Mm -hmm. this is a little more competitive landscape this week. There's a lot of other big artists releasing stuff, so in Korea, People Part 2 debuted at number 47 on Circle Digital Chart, and that's all I have right now for numbers, and then I do want to say that BTS Chart Data, if anybody follows them, they're not going to be around for much longer. They've made a comment that they're going to like after some of these comebacks, they're going to go do something separate. But for right now, they're working on a bunch of really cool stuff. And one of those is they're building a website to help build playlists and track streams. And there's a free tool for you to use. So if you follow BTS Chart Data, go check out some of those tools if you're them. interested. And then I did want to give you a little fun thing, Kristen, okay. to end out, to round out numbers, which okay. will really bring us into this next segment. Okay, um, I'm ready. So NMB did a review on D-Day. And they gave it five star rating, which hey. that's fucking awesome. Not easy. I mean, not easy I gave, to get. That. I gave it eleven out of ten, but right. they gave it a five star out of five, which is yeah, it's not easy. That's mm-hmm. an American publication, anyway. Um, this is the blurb at the end of their whole review: a rich and varied album that courses from atmospheric instrumentals like Interlude Dawn to the smooth groove of SCL on D Day. Augusty is an unstoppable, thought-provoking force wrapping up his trilogy in peak form. These are songs we can use to help guide us through the trials of modernity, whether as teachers or as allies through the dark. As he puts it on polar night, the world's bullshit, but you don't have to be. So open your eyes and see the real world. Okay. That, okay. Okay. That is like such a fucking good okay. conclusion to that. Uh, and I just thought that I was a love that. Love that. A beautiful, beautiful segue into beautiful this. Beautiful segue into a beautiful segue into this, into the album discussion for D-Day. I cannot believe it. It has been almost three years since August D graced us with new music, graced us with his presence. Um, almost three years to the date, actually. And here we are with what he is calling the third and final album in August D's trilogy. So I just want to say before we jump into this, Kristen and I texted each other last night and we both were like, how are we going to talk about this? Everyone was speechless. Everyone's like, I think you tweeted speechless. I texted someone. I was like, I'm speechless. Like, everyone's like, I don't know how to say this. Britt was like, I'm just sitting in my feelings right now. I like don't even know how to process it. So what I did, because I really, I did tweet speechless last night. And I think because I knew we were going to record this episode of the pod, I just knew that I needed to form some thoughts on it. I like to let an album marinate for a while. Like I'm not one to jump in and just state my feelings. So this is a bit of a stretch for me, but I do think it's cool to talk about immediate thoughts like before you've been listening to it nonstop or whatever. So I'm excited to talk about it. This album is just it's it's just epic. And I don't I mean, I think that this is mostly common knowledge, but with August D and Sugar being names that Yoongi releases music under, he has said over the years that he kind of created August D as a way to 
sing about, rap about things that he might not be able to under, you know, certain restrictions as part of a group, that type of thing. So when he created August D and released his, the first mixtape, which was titled August D, it was really angry in a way for him to kind of be able to talk about those things. And since then it's been that same feel. So that when we talk about August D having like this trilogy with the first mixtape and then D2 and now D-Day. That's what we're talking about. And he uses Suga for like producing things, some features, some more mainstream stuff is the way that he's put it. Um, so who knows? We might get more albums in the future being released by Suga. Maybe there's, maybe he brings August D back and this isn't the end of it, but this was really cool to see the third and what he's calling the final album, full album from August D. So we have 10 tracks on this album, D-Day, Hagum, Huh, featuring J-Hope, Amygdala, SDL, People Part 2, Polar Night, Interlude Dawn, Snooze, featuring Sakamoto-san and Woo-sung, and Life Goes On. So this album is rich, and we're going to jump into talking about this. We're going to attempt to do it track by track. So I kind of just want to jump in that way instead of our usual general call-outs, if that's okay with you, Pip. Totally. And he said the first three tracks were like going to be more anger and then the rest mm-hmm. is a lot like softer. And he's, I think he said that too in IU's palette where he's like, I don't know what yes. people are going to feel. And I find it so funny as we jump into these tracks because it was like, you made it sound like you were doing some like lighthearted shit. Like you no. really dove into emotions. You might have like, maybe anger wasn't the emotion you like moved, like you moved on from that one, but like you got into some feelings. And so let us start. It's Kristen. definitely a roller coaster. It's definitely yes. a roller coaster. And it is interesting to me that people part two was the pre-release track with the way that everything else sounds. But we'll get into that. I will say, you know, starting right off with D-Day as the first track, I can't help but think about Moonlight as the first track of D2 and how different those two albums started with him ad-libbing in in Moonlight talking about like, oh, I don't know. I I don't know how many tracks this um, this mixtape is going to be like, fuck it. I don't fuck it. You know, like it was just very like, okay, okay, okay. Now I'm going to get into it and start rapping. Like that's how he started D2. And with this, with, with D-Day as this first track, it starts out the feel of the album, just so much more confident and menacing in a way that is like, because the person is so confident and secure in what they're saying, it's a menacing feel. I love that he's back in his, like from the, from the get, he's back in his auto-tune bullshit. Like, love I it. Love, I love that Minyungi loves to play with auto-tune. It's so fun to listen to. If I may, can I, can I tell you some lyrics that really stood out for Please, me Please, yes. So the way that, I mean, first of all, it, there's no way to mistranslate in any way the way that he starts off this album because he starts it off in English. But I just love that he's saying future is going to be okay. 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 Look at the mirror and I see no pain in that first sentence. What he's saying is growth. That is growth. And that is, 
tell being able to tell yourself that everything is going to be okay and then of course we get into like d-day's coming it's a fucking good day like it's just i just love the way he decided to start this off and the the last little lyric that i'll hit you with um i know i'm railroading right now i'm so sorry but you you can tell that i'm amped um is when he says this really resonated for me don't regret the past and don't fear the future i oh i get chills I need to tell myself that every day. Like I want to write that somewhere and like post it for myself because I'm living in that world right now where I'm like, what could I have done differently? And I'm also just like really thinking about like what change my future is going to hold and stuff. And I was like, fuck, Yungi told me like that. I don't need to worry about that shit. So anyway, Pip, I I talked for a long time. No, no, (laughs) to bounce off of what you said there's a line that says D-Day's coming. It's a fucking good day, right? And then the translation is feels like I've wandered the maze until now for this day. Maybe the naive days of the past are over. Raise a toast once again to us who will be reborn. And just to like mention, we have talked about this for both us. Even in January, we talked about this of like, this is kind mm-hmm. of our, we're entering our chapter two for a lot of the things that we want to in our life. And yeah. I just felt like this was really great. Like, I mean, Obviously, life keeps moving, life goes on as we have a whole song about it. But you know, he's he's entered this confidence. He has this confidence of himself where it's like, I've gone through all this shit and I finally have come to a place where I'm like a new person. I'm just gonna fucking go. As he talks about these songs in this album, he really does have such a like what I wrote was self-awareness. Yes, a self-awareness and like I want to say confidence. Like there's a word in between confidence and self-awareness that I can't think of off the top of my head, Mm -hmm. but it's like Mm -hmm. this feeling of just like he's grounded. He knows who he is. And I just, this song is so fucking cool. It's so cool. It's what a way to start it off. Shout out to the homie El Capitan. Who's all over this album. Don't even, Um, I, I can't wait to talk about El Capitan more in this. Like, yeah, to, to have someone cool... you trust so much because Yugi's a mm. good producer. Yugi's a very yeah. good producer. To have someone you trust so much to produce so many of your tracks, like you also have to be a very good producer. I think that you bring up a good point because one of my biggest takeaways was like this man is just so talented. Like, think about how many tracks Yugi has written and produced, and how different and dynamic and talented you have to be to have music in that many different genres and to come out with an album start to finish like this where you are credited as the producer and writer and performer on every single track (laughs) it's it's a lot of fucking work that's why these albums a lot of work when you write your own album it doesn't come out in two months like yeah I don't want to pivot too fast, but I would love to move on to Hagum if you want. Yes, yes. Okay. Let's move to the second track, Hagum. Which, I, first of that, all, <laughs> the fucking, well, okay, I, we're we're gonna talk about the music video after this. Like, we're okay. not talking about the music video right now. We're talking about the music video after. So, if my music nerd brain is gonna talk, I will say. So he has said that. Hagam is definitely kind of the sister track to Detrata in that it has, it starts off with these like traditional Korean instruments being used as the, as the rhythm, like instead of the, as the beat, instead of a drum, like it's these traditional Korean instruments that aren't usually used 
in a rhythm section and he's using it as that so cool is insane so in hagam it's the do 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 and in detrata it's the it is so thrilling to me that he and he says he loves using traditional Korean instruments in his tracks. And he has said that like other producers like on the team and stuff has been like, do we need to use that? You know, can we release another track like that? I'm not so sure. But I just those that as soon as I heard that the first time I'm listening to Hagam, I was like, okay. He's like, this is absolutely the sister track to Deidreta. What are we in for? It was so thrilling from the top. On top of that, it also feels like it has a lot of like, what do you think energy as well? And like, it's rhythm. And I think they sample the like, yeah, you. It's just like he, the thing that I, the thing that I love about Ming Yoongi, one of the many things, mm-hmm. I got really, mm-hmm. I got really close to the screen. You guys can't see. You did. I got real close to the screen. He loves to like call back to his other songs. And like, that's what it's like so cool. If you are a fan of Min Yoongi, like if yes. you are a fan of him, you get to like enjoy those little things. Like the he, throwbacks, he the does these throwbacks and callbacks to his other songs constantly. Yeah. May I say a lyric that I really love? Yes. There is um, a part that a lot of people have been talking about, which is like, fuck capitalism, fuck this, fuck that, which I totally love that that um, lyric. But it's the mm-hmm. one that's right before it. Endless influx of information prohibits freedom of imagination and seeks conformity of thought. All these painful noises blind you, and now it even infringes on freedom of thought. All the controversy incessantly triggers confusion and judgment. Really, mm. what is it? What is it exactly that's been restricting us? Maybe we do it ourselves, and that's where it starts. Hard slaves capitalism. So I love that. Like people are talking about the like slaves to capitalism, but I'm like, but the preceding, like the lyric before it is what leads into the meaning, the true meaning behind that. And it's like it also brings you back to strange, right? Where it's like, yeah, you think you've got taste, well, baby, how do you know? I mean, for God's sake, everything's under control. Like he has these themes in his music, and oh my fucking god, it's so cool. The whole idea of the song, how Hagam has two, the, the actual word has two meanings. Yes, it's a Korean instrument. It's like similar to a violin, I think. And then he's also been saying that it throws back to his rhythm games that he used to play as a child. But really what it what it's standing for in this, and Yoongi has said this himself, is that it's freeing what is forbidden. And he's talking about that over and over. He loves a double meaning. Loves um, it. What I find so thrilling is that with Yungi, you don't have to just pick one thing to love or brag about him. No. The man is a producer, a musician, a vocalist, a rapper, a lyricist. He's so intelligent. The themes that he talks about, raps about, wants to put out into the universe are so dynamic, so deep. And then at the same time, it's on this track which we also are just, at the end of the day, we're talking about this fire ass track and how it is, it is so 
lush and thrilling to listen to. Mm. Oh <laughs> my god! Just the sonically what? is so cool. Sonically, what a main track! Like, like I, I, I just, I fucking love it. I love it. I cannot get enough of it. I really can't. I know we're gonna talk more about it with the MV, but. Yeah. Anything you want to say before we... Uh, we most of it I want to talk about is the MV. So we can move yeah. on to the next one, which is... Okay. Again, which is- this... Listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With huh. Yep. Because yes. this is the thing that... It's so interesting. I saw a tweet that was like, I thought that we wouldn't hear anger like, uh, you know, like that we heard in Mot 7. But like, mm-hmm. then we get, huh? Which is like, I think my friend Lenica tweeted something to the effect of like, I would never want to be on the receiving end of Hobie's, huh? Like, oh, it, it was man. like, it almost seems like it was like, I'm sorry, what was that? Like, oh, say oh, yeah. what? Like, what? It's like, he is. Oh, it's sickening. It's, it's sickening. Sickening is the fucking word, dude. It is like yeah. sickening. To, first off, just the the way we feel when we're like we're getting a soap track was already just like this is right. To take a phrase that you've coined is not to be believed. It not is to be believed. Not to be believed. It was so exciting. So jumping into ha, huh, I was like from D Day to Hagum right. to ha, huh, I was like yeah. Jesus, we are on a fucking ride. And this was a diss track for sure. Diss track. 10,000% it was a distract. It was a distract. Track. I can't say it right. I I the first the first thing I wrote about this and you'll love this. This will speak to you. I was like, "Who made this track be the track itself like the instrumental like the track because it is nasty. It's nasty. Oh man, it's the perfect track for a distract. It is like and of course, who is it? Who's on the credits? Who's on the credits, Pip? El Capitan, my the love of my life. We salute yes. you. <laughs> I'm obsessed with the way that Soap handled the track so differently. And what I mean by that is what it felt like to me, it felt ciphery, which for those of you that don't know, a cipher a true cipher is just when they put on you put on a track and you you rap to it, freestyle. I don't I'm not saying that it they freestyle to this. No, but Hobie switched but, up the he switched up the the style on his part. Yeah. It, yes. That's what I mean. Like with Yungi coming in first, his verse and the way that he handled this diss track felt like sonically a punch mm. to the gut. Ugh. A big kind of vocal fuck you. Well, I mean, like Kristen, what are the lyrics? Of, I know, but I just mean like, like audio wise, right? like sonically, there's that swaggy confidence that he has where I so feel good. like his like rap is spitting you in the face. Yeah. And then on the contrast, when Hobie comes in and switches it up, I just love the dynamic of it because it's reminiscent of his, of Hobie's uh entrance yes. before he gets into the crazy rap. But it, it's the kind of rap, and Hobie, do, Hobie really does this so beautifully on multiple tracks and really in a way that no one else can, where it kind of sneaks in from the back. What I was picturing with this is like the way that smoke seeps in. Yes. That's Hobie's verse for me on this. Oh my God. That's so beautiful. That is beautiful, Kristen. (laughs) You know, it also reminds (laughs) reminds me a little bit of June's first on Dang, where it's like, you have to, you have Mm. to listen. It's like he's speaking lower. He's speaking at like a lower tone. You got to like, 
you got to listen to what he's saying. He's he's not like like you said in the beginning, you've got like spitting fire coming from Yungi. And then right. it's like leaning closer because I'm not going to yell this. I'm only going to say it once. You know, it's like yeah. it's very much that energy. And oh, my fucking God, Hobie does such a good job. I mean, obviously, right off the right off the bat, when you hear the song, you get that lyric of just like, fuck that shit. You think you know me. Mm. You think you know about me. Like, what do you know about what the shit you what do you know about me? Like, it's so just swaggy. Mm. Like you those words, you always have the best words. It's all. (laughs) Is there a call out moment for you from any of Hobie's lyrics? I it was actually it's interesting that you say that because and I'm 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 looking forward to revisiting it once we get dual sets translations. I think for me, I was just so in shock at how every single line that Hobie gave us was <laughs> you know how in the devil wears prada meryl streep said that she mirrored that her character after i forget who but Anna it's Wintour. like no it's the the way that she talked really really softly oh. and how you have to you have to almost lean in and pay even yeah. more attention and that in a way is like more sinister than when someone yells that's how i feel about hobie yep. like he you have to he's like you're having to lean in and pay a little bit more attention he is fucking eating you for breakfast lunch and dinner and spitting you the fuck out imagine being a hater of bts a hater of yungi a hater of j-hope and like you just no one survived it's so funny no one survived this it's like that joke that people always say with this i think this joke came around from like d2 on twitter which was a like every time this happens then the haters come out of the word work and they're like what'd you say about bobby and it's like nobody Literally. brought up bobby nobody said Literally. a word about bobby and even Yuki said that he's like I set traps yes. in my music for people to them like cockroach traps. And he's like I set the trap, and they always he goes they always come out. They always have to say yep. something, and I'm like God, because even what the other thing too is like even if we don't see it on Twitter between the fans, like I wonder right. in their circle of people, like that's the tea percent. right there. That is the fucking tea. That's that's the tea. That's, that's the, the tea. tea. You know, know that in their so and so tells so yeah, that's right, and he catches wind of it and is like ah the cockroach trap worked (laughs) oh good he heard it (laughs) okay we could talk about that forever but let's move on to amygdala we just looked it up how to pronounce it pip was correct it's amygdala (laughs) let's let's jump in let's talk about it um i'm i'm so excited to see the music video for this because like he he said that it's the third part after hug hug him and I can't wait. Um, I will say I would love to let everyone know that amygdala, what that word is. So the amygdala is one of two almond-shaped clusters of nuclei located deep and deep within the temporal lobes of the brain. So that part of your brain is um, shown to perform a primary role in the processing of memory, decision-making, and emotional responses, wow. including fear anxiety and aggression okay um so that's what amygdala is mine's on fire in there then if those are the things that <laughs> it's processing anxiety check fear my amygdala check. is working overtime um memory it's <laughs> fucked <laughs> when i listen to the song for the first time i think mm-hmm. my no- i have my note where i do my initial write downs um yeah i think i said the vocals were not to be believed 
he does a good job of like bringing you in emotionally without even me knowing the lyrics what they mean I already felt a certain way that's a good point because for anyone listening what I personally do is listen to the song multiple times before I look into any lyric translations. I like to feel how I'm going to feel. And then because BTS are such good artists that they can convey that without language. And then I look into the lyrics and it's even more intensified. The vibe, the energy of this, I could feel kind of like a longing, a sorrowfulness, Mm -hmm. but like I didn't know what the lyrics were. And then when you look them up, it's just just like he has. Yeah. This is the first song in this this album so far that really switches it from really hard, intense. We get this huge diss track and then Mm -hmm. it's like he's diving into his emotions, like deep into his insecurities and his fears and the things that he's faced in his life that have been really difficult. That is a really hard to do too, really hard to process as a listener because you're focusing and also just like really vulnerable to share that part of himself. And yeah, we learned from the docu-series that this was the song that he was working. This is one of the songs he was working on in the soup. And Jimin came in to the trailer Mm -hmm. and was like, Hey, what's the song you're working on? And he was like, Oh, this is one of my favorite songs I've worked on in a while. And it was this song and he played parts of it and he explained it to Jimin and Oh God. We love him, but oh, I this love is when it. he wrote think, that. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because the you know the transition from Hun into this is interesting. I think that this song kind of has almost a trance like feel to it. Not not the genre trance like just like I just mean like dreamlike, lucid that type of feel. Um, and that's a newer genre of having that kind of track paired with rap and then this like auto-tune singing that he's doing which just fits so perfectly with the vibe um i will say that like you were referencing yungi letting us in on these really deep issues that have happened with you know illness his mom his dad those types of things it's just not it's just not easy to talk about shit like that And I just think like, just thank you to him for letting us in in that way. If I may call out a lyric, Pip, um, I did want to say, well, there are two times so far, I believe, in my dive into this that Yoongi has referenced a lotus flower. Lotus flower has a lot of different meanings in different cultures, but for Korean culture, um, from my research, it, it means, you know, creation birth that type of thing is what a lotus flower represents um but if i may read a lyric that really resonated with me so all these countless pains could they have been for me the endless trials that couldn't kill me once again i bloom into a lotus flower i think to talk about painful memories reference them and then have the emotional maturity to say all of these things happened to me, but they didn't kill me. I overcame them. And now I'm born again. Really resonated with me at this time in my life. That's one that really stuck out for me. Is there one for you? I mean, this whole song in general, I'm just really proud of him. I just think that it's so smart. He's so intelligent to like use Mm -hmm. this brain function 
as mm-hmm. like a topic in his his album and his song. It's like my song is right. talking about this brain function that we all have and how I'm using this and how I process it. Right. And when he's talking to like directly, you know, if you take these lyrics as him talking directly to his brain or amygdala, when he's saying like, please hurry and save me or get me out, those types of things, like this function of your brain helping you respond emotionally. What an incredible set of lyrics to, to like be speaking directly to that function of your brain and saying, hey, help me out. Yep. Can you please save me from my own memories? Can you help me with this Ugh. emotional response? And like, if you've ever been fuck. so deep in your feels that like there have been moments like that where you're just like, God, I just want out for a second. Anyway. All right. So SDL. Yes. Which in the lyrics we learn is somebody does love, which we have an Adora backing vocal on this. Yes, we do. On two, this and life goes on Adora, which she iconically, she's done a lot of backing vocals and producing for BTS now as a solo artist herself, but iconically on people from D2 did the beautiful backing vocals for that. So it's so good to hear her on another song. I definitely took note of that. And she just sounds so good. I love the way that her voice fits with Yungi's as well. Um, But SDL, I don't know if I expected to get a swaggy R&B track on D-Day. Which is, we love a good surprise. We love a good, this one was like, the way that the vocals were and like his with the rap, it was mm-hmm. again El Capitan and you. I my first top, my first thing was El Capitan and Yugi again. Let's go, yeah, <laughs> let's go. I think that I want wondering what how you feel about the way that this track came after Amygdala and how with the way that he was singing it with kind of such torment, um, in the previous track, and then we get into SDL. I for me, it was just kind of a kind of a breath like it's like okay maybe the torment is kind of over at this point and you're into this separate part of your memories or your existence did you have any was it it did you notice that or like think of that in any yeah like the way? flow and like the flow from this mm-hmm. to people part two is very very good it's a beautiful transition right. so it is a little bit more right. of like a jolt between this like deep mm-hmm. feeling into this like kind of lighter exploration but i will say something i liked about this lyrically mm-hmm. was he's like a, he's talking about the word love and like sure. you know he's like do this to the do the, to the grandness of the word love what what we easily forget as we live to is love and he's just talking about love which talk about the word and what it means and it always makes me throw back to respect where they do a very similar thing in respect where they're like what mm-hmm. is respect what does it mean to respect and da, 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 da. Right. love where he like does this w- with words and just kind of like tries to break them down um in his songs but i have to say also don't don't make fun of me but i just read because that this late last night when i was listening the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the note i said was somebody does love let's go i'm thinking about you too yoon every fucking day <laughs> I love when Pip, no one exposes Pip more than Pip. You know, like Nobody you're just. trolls you, me more than me. I'm you like, are who, who you the are. Fuck was I love she it. Yesterday. Listen, what the fuck was that? your immediate responses are appreciated. We'd love to see it. That's why we're here talking about this. Um, I think overall in this whole album, and I remember you asking me this about Indigo as well, and we, we called it really relatable. 
and we called face really relatable as well. Um, and I will have to say that D-Day is the same way. And this song, if I may read a lyric that really hit. Please. It's just, it's really good. It just, it, it really is relatable. It really resonated with me. The lyric is, is it them who you long for? Or is it the glorified time of back then in the other side of the memories? Yep, 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 And yep, we think yep. about things like that a lot. You know, when you are lonely on a night, the dust has settled and you're thinking about, for me, you know, it'd be like relationships from my past. Yeah. And it is easy to forget the pain sometimes and think about, oh, I, I miss that companionship or... Maybe for a split second and you remember something sweet. Cause there is there with all with all bad things, there's also good. Yeah. Right? And I think you saying that too, for me, I think I've moved a lot and I've moved mm. away from some of my close friends. And I was I think mm-hmm. about those things of like, oh, what would it be like to move back? And people are always like, Right. Well, when you move back, it wouldn't be what you move. You're not moving it's back not to what same. you had. You know, yeah. it's like you and and to put to I th- just realized this too. Like you were talking about the transition between this and the song before. He's still talking about that part of the memories, which is all yeah. part of the song before lyrically. So there is like that continuity there. Oh, we love a good songwriter. Um, I love that he said on the other side of the memories because talking about the people that you were before something happened and then after something happened is thrilling. It's thrilling for me to think about. It's good stuff. And I love the breath of fresh air that SDL gave us. You know, I'm a R&B ho. I love that kind of feel. It's so pretty, so easy to listen to, but then so deep, of course. Like, he can do both. We love it. Um, and it, it, and it leads beautifully into People Part 2, um, which was the pre-release track. We did talk about it a bit on the pod yeah. last episode and with the music video. Um, but like you've said uh, right before this, the transition from SDL into People Part 2 is beautiful. Any thoughts, Pip? Um, on people part two now that we've had it around for a bit yeah i think that's kind of like we talked about it a lot last week um so go listen to that episode but the way i do feel is that it like really flows well and now that you have it within the like structure of this album Mm -hmm. it it does fit really well where it's placed and it adds context there's like now context to help us with like the process of what's been going on in this like full album and i really love this back half of the album really flows really well and so i think it's placed so beautifully and lyrically again we're talking about relationships like we did with sdl um the flow to the lyrics with that where it's like he talks about a lot of those things with people and how he interacts with people oh god the more Mm -hmm. i'm thinking about it i'm just like getting really like this clench of just like he is so brilliant brilliant yeah it's interesting when he was on IU's palette he was talking a bit about this song and how people from D2 was kind of a, a an army favorite track one of the more popular tracks on the album and he always knew that and he said that he doesn't really listen to his music after it's released but people was one of the tracks that he did listen to and when he did listen to it it made him weep because he was really remembering the place that he was in when he released or when he wrote it yep and and then so you know that's why he's like 
kind of not not really paying homage to it but there's people part two um and just to show the growth that's happened for to himself i think i think what we can add to the discussion on people part two in this episode is like you said, Pip, the context right. seeing where it falls within um, sonically. And for me, it's interesting that he chose that as a pre-release track. Yeah. I don't know why that, why that was his choice. It's so it's thrilling. I love, maybe he will, maybe he'll talk about it um, at some point as to why that was like the first taste that he chose for us. I don't necessarily think that it represents the entire album, but how could you represent the entire album? It's like 10, you know, very different tracks. So I just love it. I I love that. That's what he went with. Um, It didn't, I have, I had no idea where the album was going to go from that track. But it's lovely to see it in the context of the full 10 tracks. I agree with you with this idea that it's like every single track is a standout of itself. And this Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. where, again, how it's placed in this track list is really, it just flows. Lyrically, musically, it's all lovely. And that can lead us into the next one. Polar Night. So for those of you that don't know, Polar Night is when um, a night lasts for more than 24 hours. And that is the perfect title for this track. It's so interesting having this track come out of People Part 2, actually. Like, it was not shocking, but just like, okay, now we're in a different headspace. And I do kind of feel like there are these tracks that Yungi has where it, it does seem like what he's trying to convey or maybe what was happening at the time of a recording or writing. What I'm trying to say is when I hear Polar Night, I think of someone who can't sleep, has been up for a really long time, middle of the night. It's very reminiscent of um, 1405.03 at dawn from August D album where like that was him recording just like at that time, you know, at dawn, like kind of middle of the night feel. And it's, Hectic's the wrong word. I think it's like restless, I guess. And manic might be too hard, but like, yeah, restless. Yeah, restless is kind of how I would describe it, where it perked me up in a way where I was like, okay, wow, what is, what's happening here? Um, Another track similar to that for me on D2 is Hansul, which is, Mm. you know, the Korean term for drinking alone. And he has said that that track was written on tour when he can't, couldn't sleep and he would drink, you know, in his hotel room in order to sleep. It just has that under your skin itch restlessness. And I wonder, I'm excited to hear more. I feel like we'll get more as we go with this album, right? And I'm excited. This is one of the tracks I think that I'm the most like, what's what's going on because this is a very yeah. i guess the word would be dense lyrically like it's a very mm. it's a very heavy lyrically um the things mm-hmm. that he's talking about are very deep are there any lyrics that you thought of as you were going through this i know you have some call outs i actually for this one it wasn't possible for me to choose i didn't write anything down because nothing felt like I could pull it out and extract it because it always like in its with, own way. Yes, yes, yes. Because all the lyrics like are it's like it's like I can't pull out a piece of a. Conversation. You have to recite the whole song. Yeah, like I can't. That's what I mean by like, it's lyrically dense. Like I can't be like, oh, it's very lyrically dense. That's a great way to put the, it. The um, context I'm not sure is if with, you were able to. 
no yeah i was like the context i think just overall just like i get this idea it reminds me a little bit about how he talks about like idols and him being in the industry and how mm-hmm. you can't do anything without it being a thing a thing and he even said <laughs> yeah. i saw a clip of that yeah. i also saw yeah. a clip of that from the docuseries where he was like mm-hmm. the smallest things become big ass things and he's like yeah. i so yeah. he like yeah. intentionally smoked in the music video for Hagum because he was right. like if you're gonna make a thing about a 31 year old with a cigarette in their mouth like you need to check your priorities essentially i know it's just like so i, I get a lot of that kind of context in this and so it's like it's hard for me to pull it out but everybody go read the lyrics <laughs> but this is yeah and and you'll when you do read the lyrics you'll see what we mean when it is it's its own piece and it i i it feels like one of the most personal tracks on D-Day for me. It really feels like a diary entry yeah. and a stream of consciousness. That's um, the word, way. I think. And that's it's a stream of consciousness. It's that restlessness yeah. of just like, I got feelings and thoughts. I yeah. just want to get them out. And this is when the brilliance of Yungi comes to play because right after that, we get interlude dawn. And like you're talking about a night that lasts all night, you know, 24 hours or multiple hours, multiple hours, then you finally get the dawn, the the dawn break after that. And I just got to say, Kristen, mm. another mm. Augusty El Capitan song. <laughs> I, okay. El Capitan is like your version of Paul, except more acceptable <laughs> because the man has worked on so many tracks. I'm dead. No, I, I, I know. I this, know. Yeah. I, I want to say, so when you're listening to an album for the first time, it's quite an experience if you've really immersed yourself into it. And I think for, I can speak for both of us, we are very much immersed. Like we all texted each other and we're like, see you after, you know, it's like, we're not texting during it. We're not talking during it. We're like, Mm -hmm. we're really in it. And so when I get interlude on, I'm sitting in my bed and it builds. This song Mm -hmm. builds slow. It's like Mm -hmm. a sunrise, right? Like it's, it's coming up. And I, at, by the time, like, like sun, we're using my words, but as the time the sun peaks over the crest, like it's coming mm-hmm. up, I start crying because, like, yeah. this song is. First off, we always have made the joke where we're like, Yunki movie score when? Uh, now that's a real totally. question. You know, it's like totally. movie score when? Like, this is no words, just music, and it is so mm. beautiful the way that it yeah. just like builds into these um, like we've just gone through this fucking emotional roller coaster of feelings and then we get interlude dawn and this is as like although it's a rise in the sunset it's also a come down because we're starting to have a come down from this late these like thoughts these heavy this heaviness of like emotions that he's processed in all the songs leading up to this song completely what a beautiful interlude what a beautiful break i will stop talking about how much i love this pair it's it's just so beautiful it's beautiful i think like Marissa was like, I can picture the VCR happening like at the at the on tour perfectly to interlude Don. I completely can't agree. wait. Like it's like can't wait. can't wait. Can't wait. I'll be there. Um I think that the part of it when the strings come in and then later you get that fire electric guitar, like it's the perfect thing to come after Polar Night. Yeah. And it's the perfect thing to transition us into snooze. And I think like how brilliant is Yungi for Polar Night and then Interlude Dawn and what it what is like you know the sunrise is happening you're waking up and then you hit snooze come on Yungi 
give us those title transitions. He, we absolutely love this. He year. knows us. He if he's a king of segways, I'll tell you what. We could learn a thing or two he from is this the king man. Of segways. Something that I really love about Snooze. First off, musically, we can talk about that all day. Like musically, like such a beautiful the piano in the background, Wu Sung's voice on the track yeah. in the chorus, like I was going to say who they are if I can. Please, Is that please, okay? Please. Yeah. So Snooze has two features on it. Is that how it's credited? Featured? Yeah. Um, and that is Sakamoto-san and Woosung. So, and I think Woosung is his same age, too. He is. Yes, he's 93. So um, Ryuichi Sakamoto is um, was just recently, very recently passed away. Uh, a Japanese composer, record producer, actor, solo artist, all the things, and a huge idol of Yungi's, um, and a brilliant, uh, you know, pianist as well. Then Wu Song is, uh, if you don't know, the lead singer of the band The Rose, which we love. God, I love The Rose. I like I love rock vocals in a way that it's like I get a little embarrassed about how much I love rock vocals but when the track list dropped and Sung was listed as gonna be on a track I was like yeah my rock vocal dream he just it's just a stunning vocalist um and highly encourage you to listen to the rose um that band and and their tracks are amazing but anyway so snooze features both of these incredible artists um and so we were already going to be excited for what was to come with that but pip you were you were going to get into what you were think what you were talking about with the piano and everything like that you want to give us some thoughts so i think about the again we're looking at the whole the album as a whole, we get all of this stuff, the stuff that he's been through, the things that he's talking about, his mm-hmm. deep dive into his emotions, his stream of consciousness, the way he feels and faces people, the people that talk shit about them, how he feels about all. Anyway, he talks about all this. From what I remember, right. this is one of those songs that he kind of talked about is kind of to other people. He himself never, BTS never had anyone to look up to in terms of their global success in terms of the they paved the way they didn't have like sure they had people in the k-pop idol industry to talk to just about like their you know being an idol in korea but no one was Mm -hmm. on the global level no one had the like responsibility that they carried and i think that they did that so gracefully but i think that you know it was a really hard for them or difficult at times as he's mentioned of just like we had no one to turn to for advice. And so this mm-hmm. was like a song that he wants to offer advice to those, you know, he mentions in the song, he's like, I've been there before. Like I, I'm here to catch you when you fall. Like I, yeah. and it's just, it's so beautiful to come after all of those songs before where we see him talk about his life and the things he's experienced. And here he is now right. at the end of his album saying, Hey, I am here as like a someone who is going to support you and be there for you because I know what it's like to not have that. Overall, I think this track is incredibly special. Special. It's very unique. What a special moment to have these three geniuses on a Truly. track together. Um, and I just love again, ha- the Yoongi and Ryuichi have their like, their own like place in this in their industries but like Wu Sung mm-hmm. 
I'm not he's he's just I this is so cool that he's on this track. Like he's yeah, someone who deserves he's pretty new on the scene but deserves his stars, you know, and yeah. like I love that BTS often lift up artists that they find really yeah. talented and like, you know, give them a voice. So yes, the Yoongi has said in interviews that this song is for the trainees, the current trainees or people that come after them that that feel really isolated. It's to help them know that it's going to be okay. I think that that right there shows how incredible he is and how incredible BTS is because there are a lot of people, mainly American artists in my opinion, because that's like what I know more about, that are uh, of an older generation and had to pave a lot of the way and aren't that nice to the people that are coming up after them yeah and kind of have the mindset of well we had to figure it out ourselves so you need to figure it out yourself yeah. i love that yungi because bts like you were saying really had to pave the way for themselves and the things that they experienced no one was experiencing i mean um you in think the same way yungi sharing that story of like he was in the shower before the billboard music awards and was like crying like it was like a lot for him and so you think about he didn't have anyone to ask like how the fuck do i do this like we don't speak english we don't know any of this stuff and so and i will say he himself you know he's introverted he's not somebody who's like this big loud presence although when he's in a room he's very good at talking to people he seems like the kind of guy that's like i don't need 50 friends i want a handful of close friends that i care about but like he's the Mm -hmm. kind of person that's like i want to open myself because it matters that much to him he's like i want you to come to me he said that to like txt he says that all the time whenever brings it up he's like these younger these younger idols like please come talk to me i'm totally happy to be a support for you I do love that this song then goes into lyrics from so far away. And when that happened yes. and I first listened to it, I was in shock. Um, I, it actually made me rather emotional. Yep. Um, and so far away is a track from August D. And the, he's sampled it before. If you remember in um, on the Wings tour after First Love, they come out um, and they sing so far away and mix it with first love and so that dream segment that he's now putting into snooze is so interesting that he chose to go there and i i want to say that i mean he's been pretty open about the album augusty being a really hard time in his life talking with with a lot of anger about the way that they were treated the way that they weren't being taken seriously, just everything that he had to go through as a trainee. And so to then bring lyrics from a song that he wrote at that time into this song, where he's saying, in general, I'm paraphrasing beautiful lyrics, please read the translations. Yeah. Um, but he's saying that it, that it's okay to not be okay, yeah. that there are people that are there for you. He himself is there for you. He didn't have guidance, but he's offering the guidance. Um, one lyric that, of course, you know, I could, uh, there you could pull a ton of lyrics from this song because they're just so stunning and really beautifully written. But, um, of course, I have to I have to quote one. If you're scared of falling, I will readily catch you. So don't suffer like I did. 
Yoongi talks a lot about his age, the growth that he's that he's gone through, how he really can't rap like the way that he did in Augusty. He doesn't like to rap with that kind of anger. He doesn't physically want to do it. How he's at a calm place. He's okay now. He doesn't lead with anger in the same way that he did. He's really happy and calm and content. And what a way to really show us that by gifting us with this track, being on it with one of his idols. And then you you put in the 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 beautiful vocals that Woosung brings. Like mm. this is a track that we're gonna be talking about for a long yeah. time. And I do love again, he in the track where it's like the path that I've walked may have looked like a flower path, which we hear that in BTS's lyrics. Um yes. may have looked like a flower path, but I hope I hope you start knowing that it was a thorny path with enemies on every side all around. He's acknowledging that BTS themselves did a very good job at pretending they didn't know what was happening sure. around them. And they did sure. know, but they did a very yeah. good job at, at like blocking out the shit. Yeah. For, so it, yeah. it's like when your parents are pre- like not telling you about all the stresses that they're going through as kids and just like allowing you to like have the experience as a child. It's like that kind of thing where it's like they didn't want the fans to, and it, they could, it couldn't be helped. Fans knew about it and they were going to do it, but that's why they always try to protect the mm-hmm. fans. Cause they're like, we want you guys to have a good experience. We should, what we do should be happy. So he's acknowledging that like, it wasn't mm-hmm. always easy and i do really appreciate in many of his interviews and many of his lyrics throughout his career he's mentioned these like tiny little empathetic sensitive moments of just like hey you're a human like hey mm-hmm. if you don't want to have a dream mm-hmm. don't have a dream like mm-hmm. it's okay to just exist for now like hey don't worry about the things you can't control like he does mm-hmm. such a good job at gently and like lovingly just like being being that like support so we could cry and keep talking but we could because but i will say this last song kristen which was life goes on mm-hmm. when they, we found out that life goes on was going to be the song that they did we were like okay that's interesting like it's not a part two but it has all the same right. credits as the original so it was like what is mm-hmm. the song gonna be and jesus I know. I think that this was the one that like really hit me the hardest emotionally. I love that it's included. I love that it closes it out. I think that at the time that Life Goes On OT7 version came out, we really needed comfort and stability and to know that, I mean, what a dire, awful time, right? And to have these people that you love and and respect release a song that shows you that they're going through the same thing as you but it's going to be okay and you know felt like exactly what we needed to hear at the time when i look at the lyrics that yungi has with these and you know there a few of them are the same from his verse of the ot7 life goes on i love that they are more realistic mm. less idealistic i think that we're now in a place where we can grasp that the lyrics of course like tear me apart but i think we're in a place where we can consume them and be okay does that 
Makes yeah, sense. and I think, you know, lyrically some things that I like, I mean, it's it's up to your interpretation, right? Some people are like, is he speaking to ARMY? Is he speaking to BTS? Is he speaking to both? Um, mm-hmm. And I think his call out, I think because Life Goes On is such an OT7 song, it does feel very much mm-hmm. like maybe it's his processing of this chapter two, processing yeah. of how he feels. And I think this happens. We've talked about this when you move away or when you move on or when you grow up, like how how many times i mean for right. me in my 30s it's like how many friends have i had they've had children the relationship changes between the two of you right. they get married the relationship changes things just happen life goes on life moves yeah. on and these experiences we have are going to shift and change and he's i read it and this is just Kristen's interpretation of you know his processing of a lot of that and mm-hmm. even if you take out my emotion on how that makes me feel as a fan of bcs because i'll fucking destroy it i can relate it's like you said it's so relatable to like follow this but i love 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 this line from what reason did we grow apart but we decide not to hate we said nothing could break us apart i keep getting scared that we'll be apart forever let me tell you with this song, people say that the world changed, but thankfully between you and me, nothing's changed, which is the line from the song. And so I totally understand. It's like this coming of, this is a new, this is new for them. This is new for him. Like you're, you have to go to the military. It's a new chapter for you guys. How, what's the future going to look like? It's, it happens to all of us. We can all relate to that. And so I really, really appreciated this song. Anyone who knows what it's like to have a have any kind of friendship or relationship that you care a lot about, part of that comes with the fear of losing that person. And if we know anything from what we've gone through as a as a as a planet in the last few years, like it's that absolutely nothing is guaranteed, and it is okay to be nervous or scared about that. There's a maturity that comes with age, and part of that, or I mean, you know, for some people, but Part of that is being okay with saying, like, I'm scared that, yeah. you know, I'm scared of change, but I know it's going to happen. Or I'm scared that, you know, I talk about 2025 and I'm like, I can't wait for like, whenever that comeback happens. But like, we don't know. We don't, we, we just have to know that we love them and believe in our hearts that it's going to be okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, that's all you can and do. And that's, and take it from two women who have survived their 20s. Okay. Like, yeah, that's. Yeah that's this is what they're going through it's okay to touch on these fears but i think that like really comes down to the like but thankfully between you and me nothing's changed where it's like yes the circumstances may change your relationship may shift but how you love each other how you care about each other that's what stays overall what huge growth we've seen from a totally. man who I like didn't think you think that he reaches his peak you think that he's hit his ceiling no way like Yungi's ceiling is everyone else's floor bro his confidence like, it's, his it's, art, artistry his emotional intelligence like he's just grown and grown and it's going to be so fun to see this chapter two Yungi in his 30s it's, we have we have so much more to come and like to get us out of our feels we have to talk about this music video as the last thing before we close out this pod, Pip. I just have to ask you, you tune in to the YouTube premiere. We've seen a teaser. Like, where was your head at that point? Well, you know, we see the teaser. We're, no, we're excited. We're like, okay, what's going to come? Like, the teaser comes. We're like, oh, my God. it's a. We already feel like it's yeah. a part two coming. This is going to be fucking fire, which it was. Um, I remember last night, as always, with my Koya pillow sitting on my bed watching it go and i was like 
I had mm-hmm. physical reactions. I was like, what the oh, yeah. fuck? I was just like, that's yeah. crazy. I'm like shaking yeah. my pillow. I'm like, it was, it's the cinematic universe oh, of God. August D. The D-verse, man. The D-verse. The D-verse. <laughs> Not the fucking D-verse. I'm emotionally spent from talking about all this stuff. So I'll just say the colors, mm-hmm. the costumes, the mm-hmm. imagery, the symbolism, fucking out yeah. of this world. The one thing I'll call it I saw people say was that like he grabs the red chopsticks, yeah. kills somebody with them, and then at the yeah. end eats with them, eats with red chopsticks. And it's this like idea that like this capitalism, this like cycle of like... Ooh. It was very interesting That's take. Deep. That was a My very goodness. interesting take. A, that is an interesting take. I haven't read about the takes. I was still trying to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if August D is going to give us anything, it's going to be production value. I mean, this this music video gave us everything that we could have wanted and more. And tangerines. I can't I know. Yes, he did steal the tangerines from the top. Like with the with the fact that he's with six friends. Like Always. let's fucking go. I will say, like I have, of course, a total thing for black hair D two Yungi and the way that he looked so different from he was blonde before that. We didn't even know he was prepping for a comeback at that point. But this, we've known like that he's had long hair, like. But really, for fucking real, and I'm saying this right now, this is a hot take, and I'm saying it. I'm we're gonna put it out there on the podcast for everyone to hear. Min Yoongi, August fucking D, he has never looked better. He has never looked better than the Haga music video. I was on the ground. I don't know when I left the couch, <laughs> but I ended up on the ground. I was on the ground in front of that. My TV is still currently sitting on the ground it does not i don't have a tv console yet i'm still buying furniture i was on the ground clutching my proverbial pearls my dog ran out from the room because of the blood curdling scream willa. that i let out fucking willa was like what the fuck bitch what are you doing the blood She's curling like, scream i'm the that only one that makes we- fucking noise in this house not fucking you <laughs> when he when we see him in the suit I lost it. Different than Detrata when we have the two August Ds. This is this music video actually shows them side by side interacting. We love actor Yungi. We love I to see can't it. Can't even this man. And the fact that the like cop in the suit Yungi with the scar. Now this new like rebel Yungi does not have the scar. Is this the black haired August D with the scar and like a new August D coming to kill that one. We're not sure. Hopefully amygdala music video will give us some answers, but I was like actually shook to my core. Like I didn't, I didn't know that I had a thing for like mafia men that smoke cigarettes and also shank people with chopsticks and like blow each other up i don't like violence i don't like gore but i find myself realizing that i'm gonna watch that all day long and it really fucking does something to me i have sat on i've stood on so many pedestals and said Oh my God, like the, and this is like Kristen in real life. This is not me talking about you and you, you do whatever the fuck you want. But for me, I, I'm always like, oh, like a huge ick for me is like smoking. I just don't like the smell of cigarettes, whatever. Uh, <laughs> let me buy you a pack. Let me buy your pack for you. Let me oh, light you need it up. a lighter? 
I'll light it up for you. I'll light it up. I have it. I got you. I literally, I'm such a hoe for it. And I'm like, what am I doing? Every Who single person last night was like, I did. I hate smoking. And yet here I am being like, give me more. It was so yeah. sexy. So Yungi has said before, he said before, he's like, we never saw Augusty in, in Detrita. We never saw him kill him. We saw him shoot the gun. We never saw him the body, essentially. It's like no body, yeah. you know, whatever, that rule. And so then right. he... In this one, we do see him kill Augusty. And so that was also that was like Yungi's way of being like, okay, Augusty is this is the closure of this chapter. Um, mm. but I did like a couple things is A, in the album notes, Yungi basically was like, never say never. And then um I also love that someone was like, Augusty looks at the gun in that episode in that scene and is like kind of smirks like okay like you think you can kill me but it's never really over it's true you we never we don't really know what happens and like blonde hair augusty might be gone they're facing themselves but it's there's so much symbolism yeah. too and when uh, also like when you said he smirks can we talk about these smirks for a minute both versions of Yungi smirking into the camera like that like is he for fucking real like is he for real his, I have to his know. like joker moment where he's running through the streets and then he's in the car he's just like Being smiling crazy, and uh, smiling at much. the goldfish it's too much I didn't know I would be jealous of a goldfish but until that last symbolism, night. the symbolism too of like how he's in this cage being watched by people and like people just sit there and it's like for your entertainment it's just like such a there's so many cool fucking things in this music video. Right. He is so cool. But nothing's cooler than that fucking jacket that he's wearing. The like turquoise <laughs> with the dragon, which is the same emblem I think that's on Augusty in D2. Yeah. To sum it all up is just basically like he is so fucking cool. Like he's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's a genius. Genius lab appropriately named. Pro the 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 album is a, a million out of 10 but an 11 out of 10 no skips no fucking notes the fact that i had to deal with like the haga music video and the horniness that ensued but then listen to this masterpiece of an album like he's stretching my mind and, we love to see it and you know we also are for getting a main track dance practice this week. I mean, it was supposed to come out tomorrow, but I, they just te they just tweeted and said it's being postponed for like another day or so. Yeah. But it's like, what is so that? So Hagum has dance? What is that? Hagum has dance to it? What are we going to see? Yeah. What are we going to do? Is this thrusting? Is it the hip hop dance lessons that he was taking? Also, have we grasped the fact that we are four days out? Four days out from fan camps the first show <laughs> fan camps from the first show alia will be at the first show in long island i can't even stand it like can't wait. he has said when he has done little like talking about certain things about the tour he's been like oh like no one's gonna believe it like he he's kind of talking it up and we know that he backs it up if he can like you know he when he talks big he can he can back it up he, oh my god i'm freaking out dude it, i can't wait i just gotta say Kristen, like this was such a cool album i'm really glad we got to talk about some of this because it really is like helped me to kind of level up how i feel about this i cannot wait to mm. see what he has in store i cannot wait to see mm. what he has prepared what he talks about what we see 
at concert, yes. when those fan cams drop, I'm going to be fucking Fuck devastated. Thank you for your insight on this album. This was so lovely oh, to talk to you about. Thank you. I feel like you oh brought a lot of really great notes for me that I maybe didn't. It's we're it's the first 24 hours. Like we're still processing. Right. And so it's cool to hear what you have to say. I mean, I'm emotionally and physically drained after talking about it, but right. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. It, it it was a stretch to talk about it this early on, but I would. There's no one I'd rather talk about this with than you, Pip. You always bring such great oh, insight. So there's so much to look forward to. We have so much to talk about. The next time that we record together, it's going to be in person <gasps> after we've will have experienced Doongi's tour. I cannot wait. It's to, bananas. Like, be on you, love you, hug you, yeah, sit on you. I'll like probably be just, in your lap while we're recording. We can share mic at let's that point. Let's record in each. <laughs> can you sit on each other's laps at the same time? We'll try to figure it out. We'll let you know. And we may or may not have oh a live God. audience, aka our friends, want to watch us record. <laughs> oh my God! And I to that I'm saying I don't think so, but we'll see. We'll see. Everyone, if you enjoyed listening to us talk about D Day, and if you're excited for all the things to come. Please let us know how you're feeling. We would love for you to message us. We have Twitter. Our Twitter at is O-R-U-K-R-S-T-N, the number two. That is the same as our email, O-R-U-K-R-S-T-N, two at Gmail. Pip, what's going on on TikTok? TikTok is at Kristen McCarry, K-R-Y-S-T-I-N-M-A-K-A-R-I. Thank you for everyone who comments on those. And thank you yesterday for those of you who replied to my tweets about giving your insights on this album we i love hearing what you guys talk about again this is a community we talk we love to talk but we like to hear what you guys yeah. have to say so thank you for sharing your guys's thoughts now that we're available on uh, all podcast oh, platforms you can find us find us wherever you get your podcasts it really means a lot to us if you can give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening on if you can also leave us a review that's nice it really helps us out it helps us keep going we do this for fun but it's also nice to know like that people are enjoying it and people are loving it so please if you could give us a rating that would be great and just a shout out to and all the people here from the chancla video like, I feel like so many people are here from that video, which is bananas to me. Like, that's the one. And I'm like, you know what? Yes. What a what a vibe. You are here because that means I, that they're chaotic and they're here for the chaos. If they come in on that, you know that they really know us. Like, they, <laughs> they want they want to be here with the chaos. Yeah. I do want to say, and I actually, I hope this is okay, Pip, because I thought of this without clearing it with you but i hope it's okay we did create some freebies oh. to give away at the concert and we're excited to do that and enlist our friends and um helping us with passing out some freebies but i know some of you on here are really dedicated listeners and we love you and you might not be able to be at the la concert and see us so what i thought would be nice is since we'll have extra if you are a listener and you love us shoot us an email we would love to send you some army mail with our freebie I think that there's like a few of you that are really dedicated listeners and I would love to send you a little something. Pip, how do you, how do you feel about that? Is that okay? I, I sprung that on you. No, that's fine. You might get one of Pip's famous bracelets. We have a freebie or two coming your way. So if you want to send us an email and you feel okay. Yeah, send us an email. And if you just so happen to want to also share your, share your army story while you send said email, would love that <laughs> as well. 
So our email is O-R-U-K-R-S-T-N and the number two at gmail.com. If you want us to send you some army mail, we can do that since we have some really cool freebies that, well, we think they're cool because we created them. But that's it. That's all I have. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We love you guys. You guys are all amazing. We hope you're enjoying Yugi's album. If you can go to a concert and you have tickets, have so much fucking fun. Um, we will see you all next time. Army forever. BTS forever. Drink your water and stream D-Day. I love you. Hi, bye. I love you.